Good morning, everyone. We're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. Our scripture this morning is coming from Psalm 23, verse number one. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And this psalm, one of the most famous psalms and one of the most famous passages in the Bible, David issues a statement. He starts out in verse number one with the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. We see, first of all, in the Lord, we see the preeminence of the shepherd. The word used here is Jehovah, which is the Jewish national name for God. The great I am, the first and the last, the self-existent, eternal God. Isaiah 44, 6 says, I am the first and the last, and beside me there is no God. We see not only the preeminence, but we see the possession by the shepherd. David doesn't just call Jesus or call God the Lord. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, my shepherd. The shepherd must purchase the sheep. The Lord cannot be your shepherd without Psalm 22. If you look at that and study that passage, you'll see it's a passage of prophecy. And Psalm 24 is a passage of prophecy toward the future that's not yet come. But Psalm 22, 23 deals with our great shepherd. 1 Corinthians 6, 20 tells us, For ye are bought with a price. In John 10, 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Jesus didn't just die for the sheep, but he gave his life. He gave everything. His purpose in his being is to save the sheep. First Peter 2, 21 through 25 tells us Jesus was sinless and spotless. He willingly laid down his life with no defense. Don't never forget that Jesus could come down off the cross at any time. He did not have to stay. It wasn't the soldiers that held him there. It wasn't the nails that held him there. It was his love for the sheep. He His love for me and for you, for all the ones, all mankind that would be redeemed, that would accept him, would accept him as their savior we see the provisions from the shepherd i shall not want philippians 4 19 tells us he will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory by christ jesus this does not mean that we'll never want anything this does not mean that we'll never see something and say boy that would be nice to have that nicer truck or that bigger house but it says if we are trusting in god if we are li- living for god if we're doing what we should, we should learn to be content. That's what David is saying here. He is saying he is content in the Lord. Paul said in Philippians 4.11, I have learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. We see the parenting by the shepherd in verse number two, he maketh me. Genesis 1.27 tells us that God created man. We don't believe that men come forth by any kind of explosion, by Adam's meeting. We believe that Men come by the word of God. God created man in his own image. We know, we trust that he is our creator. We see the plans of the shepherd. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. 
God created us for a great purpose. Green pastures don't just happen in Palestine. They don't just start growing like they do here in America in the desert. It takes a lot of work by the shepherd preparing the ground to make them green. And you should know that sheep will only lay down in the best conditions. They must be free from fear. They must be free from fiction, friction with other sheep. They can't be annoyed by flies or parasites, and they must be full. I'm glad that our Savior takes a divine, divine care of us. We see the present from the shepherd. He leadeth me beside the still water. Sheep will not drink rushing water. Water can represent the Spirit, or it can represent the Word of God in the Bible. The Hebrew word for leadeth here is naha, which means to guide. I want you to know the Holy Spirit will guide us to truth through His Word, in His Word. Revelation 21, 6 and Jeremiah 2:13 both speak of a fountain of living water. I'm thankful for the fountain of living water in the Word of God. I'm thankful for the great present He's given us with His Word. We see in verse number 3, the pardons of the shepherd. He restoreth my soul. Psalm 42 says, Why are ye cast? Oh, my soul. Now, when a sheep becomes cast, that means it gets off its feet. It gets off its back. It can't get back on its feet until the shepherd leaves, leaves the 99 and goes after the one and sets it back on its feet. We are much the same way. We can get in a mess. We can get in sin. We can out of the will of God and God and he has to restore us. Now, a sheep can become cast. If it's looking for a soft spot, if it's looking for a comfortable place, we as Christians, we tend to want to stay where it's comfortable. We tend to want to live where it's comfortable. We all have our comfort zone. It, it can become cast if there's too much wool. No high priest. It's worthy to note that no high priest was aware, allowed to wear wool into the Holy of Holies. If our wool gets too heavy, we must be sheared. With our, the things of the world, it's, 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 it surrounds us, it's too heavy, starts weighing us down. It might not be pleasant, there might be some cuts and the scrapes, but in the end, without the extra weight, we will feel better. We must learn to set aside the weights that so easily beset us. A sheep can become cast if it gets too fat. It's easy to indulge in the things of the world. Not all things are bad, even. It's easy to get to where you enjoy something and it's there's nothing wrong with enjoying perhaps baseball sports or fast automobiles or anything of the such but if we indulge in them at touch if we indulge in the classic cars too much if we indulge in in things so much that they start taking us away from god they start pulling us from him then it becomes a problem and we can be cast but i'm so glad our savior knows us he knows our frame it says in psalm 103 that he knoweth our frame he remembereth that we are but dust and i'm glad he comes after us i'm glad he leaves the 99 in the wilderness and comes after the one he leaves the 99 to be safe and he comes to get us we see the pureness of the shepherd he leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake the hebrew word used for leadeth here is now hag which Many scholars believe means constraineth. I believe the definition to drive forth better suits this passage as we think about the way shepherds would shepherd sheep in this time period, in this location, and they would lead them to a new pasture. Sheep must constantly 
be led to a new pasture to thrive. If not, they will become unhealthy. And what does that do? That tarnishes the reputation of the shepherd. We too must be constantly led. We should be led or constrained for his namesake, for the Lord's namesake, to protect the one that we're calling ourselves, that we're named after as Christians, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We must be led to protect his namesake, the pureness of the shepherd. We see the protection of the shepherd in verse number four. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Notice that it says walk through, not in. Also notice it calls death a shadow. A shadow of a dog cannot bite me. A shadow of a sword cannot slay me, and the shadow of death cannot hurt me. We don't live in the sh- in the shadows. We don't live in the darkness. We live in the light of God's word of his promise. Our Savior takes away all our fear. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. We see the presence of the shepherd. Thou art with me. Hebrews 13, 5 tells us that he will never leave me, nor forsake me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me the shepherd keeps a rod for protection sometimes love and correction of the sheep and a staff for gentle guidance i'm thankful that my savior is always with me to protect me to guide me to lead me i'm glad he'll never leave me i'm glad for the presence of the shepherd we see the preparation by the shepherd in verse number five thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies the world may not see it our enemies might not understand but we know god blesses us even in the hard times even in the dark place of this world our god our lord prepares a table for us we can read his word we can pray we can get in the spirit we can go to church and he's prepared a table before us the table spread there's plenty to eat there's plenty to worship we can enjoy satin at his table We see the power from the shepherd. Thou anointest my head with oil. Many believe that this practice of putting oil on the sheep's head was to help with the flies, to help with the parasites. I'm glad that we get power from the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We get power from the presence of the Holy Ghost in our lives. If you're saved, the Holy Ghost lives in you. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I'm glad that not only are we anointed with the oil, I'm glad we not only get the Holy Spirit, but I believe we get plenty of the Holy Spirit. I believe we get plenty from God. God always gives us in abundance. When Simon the Pharisee questioned Jesus in Luke seven forty four about a woman which anointed Jesus' feet, he told him that when he entered his house, Jesus said, you gave me no water for my feet, you gave me no kiss, and my head with oil did thou not anoint what a shameful host back in this day that would have been shameful to a man to have been such a poor host that was considered being a bad host but i'm glad our lord our lord our cup runneth over he giveth us plenty first john two twenty seven. but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you and you need not that any man teach you but the same anointing teacheth you of all things and his truth and no lie and even as it hath taught you you shall abide in him <clears throat> There's pleasure from the shepherd as our cup runneth over. Our Savior is a gracious host. Our cup overflows with his blessings. Psalm 104.15 tells us we can have joy because of our salvation. We see the pampering 
of the shepherd. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Psalm 34 says God is abundant in goodness and truth. Numbers 14 says that the Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgressions. The first goes on to say, by no means, clearing the guilty. Let's never forget we can face consequences for our failures, for our shortcomings in this life. We can face consequences. We can lose rewards. But let's never forget God not only will, but He has forgiven us. He's forgiven us for past sins, for present sins, and even future sins. Praise God. Praise God for the promise from the shepherd. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. John 14, 2, Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. First Peter 5, 4, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. David was content to dwell in God's house. I don't know about you, but I am too. I'm content to dwell in his house, in his presence, in his will, most of all, I'm content to be one of his flock, trusting him to take care of me today. I hope that if you've not made that decision to trust him as your shepherd, I hope that you'll stop right now and take a minute and pray and accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your shepherd. Don't We don't have to rely on our works. We don't have to rely on our good deeds. We just trust in him. We trust in what he did. On Calvary, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. God bless.